Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you Money Tips to help you save, earn, accumulate, and obviously ultimately enjoy more money. I've written a book called Money Can Buy You Happiness, and believe me, money can buy you happiness. Now today I want to talk about uh, the real Frank Abigail and give you cybersecurity advice from the guy that inspired the movie Catch Me If You Can. Now, this is the man who inspired the Spielberg billion dollar movie, uh, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. And he worked for the FBI after uh, being caught for 40 years advising governments and corporations on cybersecurity. Now, he recently gave a, uh, a talk to a Google audience and his advice on how to protect yourself against cybercrime might surprise you, might even scare you. Uh, and in case you haven't seen the movie, obviously it tells a story of a, how a 16 year old boy who ran away from home and he managed to con his way onto airlines flying all over the world for free, posing often as a pilot. They never actually flew a plane, but he, he managed to find out how pilots uh, went into the jump seat and he, and he flew everywhere uh, funny enough, he poses a Pan Am pilot, but he never flew with Pan Am. He used all the other airlines. Uh, now, he also, of course, defrauded banks out of millions and millions of dollars through check fraud. And uh, he, he worked as a hospital doctor and a lawyer, despite leaving school at 16 and never having studied medicine or law at university. He never even had a degree. Uh, quite a remarkable guy in many ways, but he's not proud of his crimes. Um, but, you know, for a kid of that age to do what he did, he, end, he ended up having this million-dollar Heidelberg press. He was just printing out checks like crazy. In the film, they said he was out of control. Now, he was eventually caught and arrested in France. Uh, he spent years in a French jail where he lost £80 pounds due to the, the poor conditions there. He was also extradited to Sweden for crimes there. And then he was eventually extradited back to America where he served four years of a 12-year sentence in a federal prison for his uh, his various crimes. Now, Obviously, if you've seen the movie, you'll know that he was given this get out of jail card uh, when he was asked to join the FBI uh, as in, in their fraud team. Now, apparently the only person ever to have done so, where he's since had a glittering career, uh, you know, advising them and helping to, to prevent this kind of uh, check and, and cybercrime, often working undercover. Now, what he said here is that technology breeds crime. Answering audience questions, Frank said that today it's far easier to commit fraud and steal from banks, companies and people like us through cybercrime. However, he added that nearly all uh, security breaches are actually caused by people either not following procedures or committing crimes from the inside. Now, millions of people obviously are, are victims of fraud, such as identity theft, uh, phishing online and, and card cloning. And here are two of Frank's top tips to protect yourself. Firstly, Never use a debit card. Now, Frank only uses credit cards, not debit cards. And the difference is with a debit card, uh, as you spend the money, they're taking it out of your account. Whereas a credit card, you're using the bank's money and then you pay a bill at the end of the month. Now, what he's saying is that, OK, the bank will still honour fraudulent transactions. But if you're 
uh, credit card gets cancelled, they'll, they'll send you another one within a few days. But if your debit card gets cancelled, it can cause a whole lot of problems. It might investigate it. It might go on for weeks. And in the meantime, your bank account is frozen. Your direct debits and your standing orders will just stop. And you might get into trouble uh, with, with your, you know, your lenders and, and people that you pay bills. In. In, in, all in all, it's just a whole lot of hassle. And if someone gets hold of your debit card details, they can literally wipe out the contents of your bank account. And I think this is a very useful tip for also building a strong credit rating as long as you pay the bills at the end of each month. Now, you can set this up automatically on your, your credit card. You can say you can set it up to pay the whole balance off or X amount of the balance or just the minimum payment. But if you pay the minimum payment, it can take years, uh, years to pay it off, you know, sometimes 10 years just paying the minimum minimum payment. So uh, Frank actually also gave his children uh debit cards or credit cards rather than debit cards uh, when they went to college because uh, he figured that he didn't want them uh getting into problems and he had control over the the limits because he guaranteed the cards and it also meant that the, the kids could build up their own credit rating so when they left college they were able to get a mortgage and you know buy a car on on loans or whatever uh, so that, so that was uh, a quite quite a useful tip, tip now his second tip was to monitor uh, your credit rating on a monthly basis. Now, there's lots of services you can get this from out there. Now, he's obviously in America and he's got one where he can log in and check his credit rating online. Uh, so he can see really in real time if someone is using his identity or, you know, doing something naughty. That's great advice from the man who's seen it all. And I, I, I want to add my own advice because nowadays uh, there are so many things that are connected to your credit history you know, in the past, it used to be important when you applied for a loan or a mortgage. Now, every time you apply for insurance, uh, utilities, um, you know, mobile phone contracts, renting a property and even applying for some jobs, your credit history is checked. They check your credit history and, and you know, in some ways they're looking at a rating, but it's mainly the credit history they're checking. Now, there are a number of ways you can check and protect and build your credit rating, which require really hardly any effort at all. You can do it online, um, you know, but you need to stay on top of this. Now, here are my I'm going to give you seven uh, tips for protecting your credit rating. Seven. OK, here goes one. I'd say protect your credit rating with your life. Uh, this is so important. You know, build your credit rating, guard it with your life. You know, really got to take this seriously. Um, you know, often things can go on for a long time and somebody's using your uh, your name, your identity. They've, they've, they've cloned your card. And you can really get into a lot of trouble over this and it can take a long time to unravel it. So that's the first thing. Really take this seriously. Protect your credit rating with your life. Number two is check your credit rating regularly. Like Frank says, uh, you know, protect it by never allowing your rating to be compromised by not paying bills or defaulting on your credit card. And if you default on your credit card, it can stay on your credit record for, for up to six years. So really got to be very careful about this. It's just as, almost as bad as a county court judgment. Now, to check your credit file and obtain a credit rating, you can apply to some of the uh, the main credit reference agencies in your country. Now, in the UK, uh, the big three are uh, Experian.co.uk. They've been around for years. Equifax also.co.uk. Equifax, that's E-Q-U-I-F-A-X.co.uk. And uh, not so well-known, callcredit.co.uk. Now, they can supply a free report or they might charge you a small fee. Uh, you can pay for a monthly subscription for ongoing reports, but at very least, 
obtain a free report or a basic report to start with. You know, don't don't neglect this. Uh, and you can also get one of those combined credit reports from companies that will give you, uh, you know, all three on, on one page. And that's quite useful because, um, you know, different credit reference agencies will, will hold different information on you depending on the companies that report the activity. Now, basically what happens is when you apply for something, you know, uh, um, you know, a company is going to do a search on you and, and that, that is then reported to the credit reference agencies. Or if you, you take a loan from a bank, it will be reported to the credit reference agent. Now, some companies might use experience, some might use Equifax. So you might have different things on different reports. Uh, in the past, you know, they didn't have mortgages on credit reports. You could get a loan for £10 a month and that would be on your credit report, but mortgages were not. And this, this led to people being able to take up more mortgages than uh, in different names, or in, sorry, different several mortgages in their own name without the, the other lenders even knowing about it. But you know, nowadays it's much more controlled. But it's useful to get you know an overview of the different companies or just apply for all three yourself. Now, I would say at least, you know, if you're not going to do it monthly, at least once a year, because errors can appear um, and it can affect your ability to obtain credit, take out a mortgage or, or whatever. So, I mean, even though a bank account is quite difficult now, they're, they're, they're just checking everything. So at least check it once a year. Now, if you discover something on your file that shouldn't be there, like you know, the dreaded county court judgment or the CCJ or a default on your credit agreement or, 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 or a utility bill that you defaulted on. You can, you know, dispute this with the, the company or go to the financial ombudsman or go to the citizens, citizens advice. Um, because, you know, it might be that it, there's, there's errors that maybe that, that you're not even using this company. You know, I had one where somebody was, um, taken out, uh, using a catalog company in my, my name. So they were, they were buying things and not paying for them and then moving addresses, but they're using my name. I also had on, uh, um, on PayPal, someone had got into my account and changed the address. You know, I live in London. They, they, they put the address down as Liverpool and I reported this to, to PayPal and they said, well, it's not our fault. You know, it's not, you know, we haven't been compromised. <laughs> that was it. So I don't really use PayPal that much now, but, uh, you see how these things can happen. And uh, nowadays we're we're using our cards in all sorts of places. We're going into, you know, buying pizzas and doing things online. And you know, I've had a few where you know I bought pizzas and I've I've called. There was a, a well-known uh, uh, cab company where I, I I was phoning up for cabs using my card, and immediately after the card uh, became compromised. Unfortunately, it was a credit card, and the bank immediately spotted it and stopped the card. Um, but if you just discover something, you, you really need to sort this out. Um, you may be able to go to the court to, to have the judgment set aside, which means that you haven't been uh, aware of the, the, the legal action. You might have moved address and you can go and have it set aside and have the, the trial heard again. Um, the companies also report you for late payments. This means that uh, not only for defaulting on your payment, but just paying late. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've known people when I was in financial services to be refused a mortgage even though they'd never defaulted on a bill uh, just because they were just paying late because they looked on their cards and see that every month they were paying that late. Now, here's a little tip. If, you, if your card bill, your credit card bill is due on the 20th of each month and, you know, you manually pay it over the counter uh, at the bank on, on the 19th, technically you'll be late because, you know, it takes several days for the payment to reach the card company. So every month you're, you're shown as a week or two late and, uh, 
that that's quite serious. So make sure you you pay things on time. That, that leads on to the next tip, actually. Number three: pay your bills on time. Um, you'll be reported for for paying bills late, and just just make sure you you keep on top of this. Now, the best way to do it is to uh, you know pay it by direct debit, so so you're not late. And uh, you know I, I found that I, I no longer have to run down the bank late with a with a one of those slips, and you get the bank and they stamp it and pay it. You know all this sort of stuff. So you know it's it's good to just pay things on time. That means paying uh, not just your your gas and electricity bills, but people pay people on time. So you you just avoid uh, messing them around and uh, and also perhaps avoid a court action because you know these things can easily slip under the radar. You can get a letter from the court. You know, you might not notice it. It might go to the wrong address, and suddenly you're in court, or you've had a judgment. Worse still, you had the judgment uh, awarded against you in your your absence. And this especially applies to uh, credit card companies, which can push a button and uh, issue a default notice. Number four, then, is to watch those searches. Uh, credit searches are recorded and leave what's called a, a footprint uh, when you apply for credit, utilities, etc. In some cases, you know, you might have you know, looked into a loan and, and they've, they've, they've given the, uh, they've, they've done the credit search and it looks like you may have taken that loan. So a lender might think that you, you, you have that loan ongoing when you haven't even proceeded with the loan. So that's, that's another reason for sort of checking your, your, your file all the time. Number five. Now this is pay up when you lose and live to fight another day. Meaning that, you know, if you're involved in a legal dispute and it goes to the county court and, you know, you lose the, the, the case, um, now this this can happen for a variety of reasons. Judges can be very fickle. But if you lose the case, you've got less than a month to settle the debt awarded to to the other side by the judge. Otherwise, the debt will appear on your credit file as a county court judgment for six years. Even if uh, this is this means that if you don't pay it off immediately or within thirty days, it will then appear on the credit file as a county court judgment. Now, even if you pay it off like after a few months, you say, right, I'll, I'll pay that off now. It will still stay there. And especially, you know, you might think, well, I'm paying by installments or clear it in, in full, that it's OK. It's not. It, it still shows that you've, you've had that county court judgment. And even when you pay it off and then you, you ask the court to show it as a settled debt, um, it, it still means that you had the county court judgment. So make sure that if you ever lose a case, you just make sure you pay that bill off. Then you can you know, dispute it later on or go back to the company or, or maybe appeal or whatever. But just make sure you pay that off. And number six, I might have mentioned this earlier, but I want to really emphasize this. Try and pay most of your bills by direct debit to avoid missing a payment or, or being late because that's going to appear on your, your, your file. So use direct debit standing orders to, to pay things. And it also saves you time because you're not messing around looking for bills and running down the bank, etc. And number seven, if you're in dispute over a, a, a small bill or a utility bill and, you know, you say to someone, Look, I don't owe this, I'm adamant, you know, I'm not paying it, you know, now that's fine. But if you if you refuse to pay, the company may issue a default notice against you. And, you know, which means that, you know, you can really do without this, because, as I said, the default note can stay on your record for, for six years. So I, I would say. The best thing is to just pay the thing off and then dispute it later on. Now, you might say that the, the big old bad banks are, are ripping people off and issuing defaults, but it's, it's not actually true. In my, my days working in the banks, um, the people I work with were the most honest people you could meet. And, you know, they they really spent most of their time dealing with, let, let's face it, people that were just, I, I won't call them idiots, but they were people that were just 
you know, uh, every month they were going overdrawn, they weren't paying their their bills, their direct debits were bouncing, and they were complaining that they were being charged every time they bounced a direct debit. Now, you know, because they, they, they were not running their finances properly, so they would blame the bank. And they, they employed four people who sat around a desk just talking to people every day about, uh, and oh, here's him again, you know, um, about what, what's gone wrong in his account. And quite frankly, they could do without these accounts, you know. Uh, they're not really there to, to make money from people uh, by charging them for, for late payments and going overdrawn without permission. But, you know, it's your responsibility to, to run your finances. And, you know, the other thing is I've met countless people who've allowed their credit ratings to be completely messed up over a £50 water bill. I said, well, I didn't pay it because I didn't know it. I, I, I'm not paying it. I'm not paying it. I wonder you can take me to court. I'll see you in court and all this sort of stuff. You know, but it's all, what then what? You've lost because they've issued that, uh, judgment or a default against you and you've got a, a 50 pound county court judgment or a 50 pounds what, I mean, what a waste of time a 50 pound default on your on your file forever which means that you're going to be then turned down for a mortgage because the mortgage company think well you say it's only 50 pounds but the mortgage company might think well hang on th- this guy's going to go to court over 50 pounds do we really want this guy as a client plus the fact that you know a lot of things are automated now so the the, the banks use um, a, a system that which basically uh, profiles you and and if there are any little little problems they just refuse you so sometimes even uh, you can't even get a manager to override it and say look let's take a view on this this is obviously a, a an oversight so you've, you've really got to be very careful and, and in times when you know there are credit crunches the banks get even tougher on this and you know i've known people to go bankrupt also to let themselves allow themselves to go bankrupt over a two thousand pound dispute um i remember a guy who had a, an agency with an insurance company and uh, he owed them £2,000, but he said, sod them, I'm not paying them, I'm going to go bankrupt. And he went bankrupt, yeah, for £2,000. What, what an idiot. You know, if you're going to go bankrupt, at least go bankrupt for a few million, not for £2,000. And remember also that bankruptcy is seen as an easy way out now. Even people are going bankrupt over student loans. But it, I, I'd say avoid that because it stays on your your, your history forever. Um, you have to answer these questions. Have you ever been bankrupt? Not have you been bankrupt in the last few years, but have you ever been bankrupt? Yes, you can write off the debts, but it can really mess up your life. That's a whole nother uh, a subject. So don't just think oh, the easy way out is just to go bankrupt and, and wipe out all these debts. Same thing applies for these uh, companies that will enter into arrangements with your creditors. And, um, you know, sometimes this these these arrangements um, can appear, can go through the courts and appear on your um, on your credit file as well. Uh, so be careful about those. Sometimes it's just better to pay people off than go into these clever arrangements where, you know, you're paying these companies fees as well. The the the, the people you owe money to are not getting back what they, they thought they were getting back. And, uh, you know, they're called voluntary arrangements. Um, and they're, they're like a halfway point between paying your bills and going bankrupt. So the voluntary arrangement is not actually bankruptcy, but it's still an arrangement. So it will say on mortgage forms, have you entered ever entered into an arrangement, an arrangement with your creditors? In other words, have you ever not paid them all off um, or been bankrupt? So just be careful about that. Now, finally, a little sort of bonus tip, if you like, is that, you know, life, a lot of life is based on, on trust. A lot of business is, is based on trust, your word. And this is still important. I know we've all, you know, we're doing a lot of things online, but there is this certain amount of trust. You know, you've got to trust the company. They're going to send you the goods. They've got to trust you that you're going to pay for it. Um, so business wouldn't work without trust, you know, in the city, 
in, in high finance, you know, people shake hands on things. A lot of it is down to trust. They, they take you for your word, as it were. So try and be honest, you know, pay people back. If you, if you owe, I'm saying people, banks are made up of people, right? They're, they're not some faceless institution. You know, if, if people don't pay banks, banks, then, you know, they, they, they load those losses onto us. So we're all paying for people who don't pay people back, who don't pay them back. So, you know, build trust, build your reputation as someone who can borrow money and pay it back. Because the more you do that, the more you will build your credit rating. If you have a credit card bill, you pay it off, you, you borrow a bit more, you pay it off. Your credit rating is going up and up and up. So I, I would say be honest, be straight, pay people off. Um, you know, I've been guilty of this in the past. I've, I've had, you know, when I was running businesses and money was tight, you, you sort of don't pay that person because they're not the one shouting loudest. But in, in a way, it's wrong, you know, and you can lose trust with people. You can lose um, good connections with people by not paying them. And I've been on the other side of it where people have not paid me and I've had to go to court. And, you know, it's, it's all sorts of hassle. You know, going to court and suing for your money is not easy. It's very difficult. You know, it involves time and effort and hiring people and paying fees and sometimes not getting paid it's a lot of anguish and pain so from both i've seen it from both sides and i've, I've been to county courts you know on, on hundreds of occasions to sue for money that was owed to me and it's not very pleasant um so remember just build that trust because you know i don't know many successful entrepreneurs who've not borrowed money if you want to be rich if you want to be successful you want to be wealthy and build a business and become an entrepreneur or even just buy a house you're going to have to borrow money at some point so this is where protecting your credit rating protecting your reputation if you like and, and your peace of mind knowing that you're the type of person that can be trusted you can trust yourself you know that you know if you ask someone to borrow uh, to lend you money for, for for a reason for for, for starting a business or buying a house you know in yourself that you're the type of person that will pay that back. And that, that's very important for your reputation and also for your peace of mind. Lastly, I'd say don't borrow money for frivolous, silly things like, you know, uh, consumer goods. Uh, I've been through this in another podcast. Be careful about, you know, just borrowing money for silly things. Borrow money for good things. Borrow money for, to buy property. Borrow money to, to start businesses if you have to borrow money. But don't do what I call bad borrowing. So that's, that's the final thing there. Uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed it. I won't run through every tip again. Finally, if I can sum up with one tip, it's this. Guard your credit history with your life because so much of your life depends on your credit history. This has been Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 